Welcome back to another episode of BBP News. I'm Chris Baker with the lovely company of Nick Rad on the day after Thanksgiving. And as promised, we have good news stories for a Thanksgiving week. Some are Thanksgiving related and some aren't. Nick, take it away. All right. So let's just jump into it. And since Thanksgiving was yesterday, let's jump in with a couple of our Thanksgiving good news stories. So the first one comes from our home state, Chris, New York. And 66-year-old Marty Rogers has been named a saint in his community in the South Bronx. Because for the past 40 years, over 40 years in fact, he has been running a dinner in his in his community church. Now, at first, this dinner was served to just senior citizens um, who wanted to just, you know, have a nice dinner for Thanksgiving and didn't have any other family to visit or have that dinner with. Um, so it was for them. However, over time, it actually expanded and turned into a dinner served to both se- senior citizens and the homeless. Um... And so, like I said, this has been going on for over 40 years now, and Roger said it's just nice to go around and be able to, you know, serve these people, ask how their meal is, and to actually see them not be able to eat another bite, you know, see them full, see them happy, and, you know, with COVID-19, things like this, you know, community events have become very difficult, um, because of, you know, safety reasons and trying to stop the spread and everything, but that has not stopped this dinner from continuing, as they, starting last year, actually raised money to take the dinner on the road, and they have delivered it to these people um, both last year, and they're doing the same thing this year. So, just good job to, to Marty for taking all this on, and for so long, and for just doing so much for the community. What a wonderful good news story. A tradition that's been going on for 40 years in the COVID-19 pandemic did not stop it. They adapted it to it. They are now delivering the meals to, you know, the senior citizens and the homeless to make sure everyone gets a Thanksgiving meal. That is awesome because, you know, Let's be honest, everyone looks forward to the Thanksgiving meal most of all. Yeah, exactly. So that's all I really got to say. Everyone, you know, everyone's getting their meal. It's 40 years long. Unstoppable, unbeatable, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's incredible. Um, I think to think about it, you know, 40 years is a long time to do something like this. He's 66 years old now. You know, you wouldn't blame him for starting to slow down uh, with this and start to take it easy a little bit. But no, he's continuing to to put in all this effort, especially over the past couple of years with how you know difficult it's become to hold these events. Uh, he's had to figure out how to adapt it so that they could, um, you know, get it get the meals to people without being in person and to take that on and to help raise the money for it and to put in the effort to deliver them just incredible absolutely amazing 
Nick, what do you got for your second good news story? All right. So our other Thanksgiving story actually also takes place in New York. Um, so sticking near home. And there is a law firm in central New York that actually hands out turkeys to veterans um, for free for Thanksgiving. And they've been doing this for 12 years now, and the owners of the law firm were actually um, former veterans themselves. They were part of the army, and they have taken that, and they decided that they wanted to help these veterans in any way that they could. Um, So they hand out turkeys. They've handed out hundreds of them over the past 12 years. Hundreds of turkeys to veterans from all different uh, branches of the U.S. military, from you know, the army, marines, you name it. And it's cool because you know, they just like to joke around with the marines, to, or not even just the marines, but the, the veterans. Um, because if you know about the military, the branches like to, you know, take jabs at each other now and again for being from different branches. So to have that humor and those smiles and to be able to hand out these turkeys and this Thanksgiving food to the veterans to help them out, um, you know, that's absolutely, um, you know, it's huge. You know, Nick, I love this good news story because it's a, it's a successful law firm in New York and the owners of the law firm are going back to their roots and handing out free turkeys to service members, having a good time and, you know, really going back to their roots of being grateful for their service, you know, telling stories, sharing, you know, joking and things like that and just going back to their roots and kind of stepping away from their their new the life that they live right now to go back and help people that are living through what they live through well and one thing i love about this too is that it really expands the nature of thanksgiving because when we think of a thanksgiving meal and when when we think of uh, the Thanksgiving Day, we typically think family. We typically think, you know, our parents, siblings, grandparents, cousins, whatever. We think of getting together with that direct family. But this story proves that family goes beyond just those, you know, that we share blood with. It goes back to, you know, who we have served with. It goes back to um, all these different things, you know. All these people were part of the military. These law firm owners were part of the military, and they're helping their, um, you know, military comrades in in these times. So just, it's an amazing community tie. It's an amazing family tie. Just a wonderful story. I agree with you, Nick. What do you have for your third good news story? All right, so now we move into the stories that aren't Thanksgiving-based. And this was just a really cool story as it almost came out of a Hallmark movie, right? And back in 2003, going back a ways, there there were two people who were stuck in the airport in the winter, um, you know, dealing with, at that time, delayed flights that turned to canceled flights. But it turned out to be one of the best moments of their lives because... Chris and Jennifer were both stuck waiting for their flights uh, because there had been heavy snowfall and there was continuing snowfall. And so planes couldn't really get up in the air at that time. 
Well, eventually the flights were canceled and both both Chris and Jennifer had really hit it off. They were talking as they were waiting and there were even other people who were, you know, waiting for their flights that thought that they were a couple even though they had just met that day. Well, what ended up happening is Chris took it upon himself to find a way to get both of them to their destinations. So Jennifer was trying to get to her best friend's wedding. And at this point, she thought she had all but missed it. Chris pulled off a miracle, though. They ended up flying together to Winnipeg. And they stayed with one of his friends. And then he made sure that she got a flight to her friend's wedding the next morning. And she actually managed to arrive on time and still show up and be there for her friend because she was also part of the ceremony. But it doesn't even stop there because in within three months of all this happening, the two were engaged and getting together. And the miracles don't even start there because Jennifer had gone through cervical cancer when she was younger and the doctor said that it was very unlikely because of this that she would ever become pregnant well to their surprise she's pregnant to their surprise they ended up having two children not one but two and now you know years later the children are in their teens they're still happily married and the whole thing like i said at the beginning is like a Hallmark movie. Just absolutely magical. What can I say? Chris's are romantics. They know exactly how to pull off miracles. In my, you know, non-biased opinion, people named Chris <laughs> are just the best people around. <laughs> you know, for real though, reading this story, you almost wouldn't think it'd be real life. Like, this story is yeah. straight out of a movie. Rick, I have a question for you, and be completely honest with me. Okay. Were you accidentally on Hallmark reading movie descriptions instead of finding good news stories? Uh, well, you know, sometimes I get confused, sometimes I get mixed up, you know, Hallmark is just, it, it's so attention-grabbing, you know. But, this time, nope, this is real life, this actually happened, and as unbelievable as it is, this is real life. Okay. <laughs> but I do believe Hallmark should contact Jennifer and Chris and uh, turn this into a script. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that good news story, Nick. That is definitely a Hallmark movie waiting to happen. Um, what do you got for your fourth good news story? All right. So, story number four takes place in Brazil. You know how we like to go around the world in these good news episodes? Well, here we go. So, in Brazil, there is a man going a long way to help animals and to make sure that they have, um, you know, comfortable beds to actually sleep in. So here's what went down. So a man happened upon a pile of tires that had just been thrown away. And he took them home, cleaned them up, and he was wondering exactly what he wanted to do with them when he had an idea. He took a jigsaw and he cut off the tops of the tires. He then 
used a piece of plywood to cover the hole in the bottom part, and then made hand-made mattresses to put on top of them to create beds for cats and dogs, and I guess really any other pet that, you know, you wanted to use this bed for. And he even went beyond that. The, you know, the the mattresses were handmade. He also painted each one, um, you know, painted them all himself. And to this point, he has made beds for over 6,000 pets. I repeat that, 6,000 pets. And he has given them, has given a lot of them away to shelters, um, so that those animals, while they're in the shelter, can have comfortable and nice bedding. Um, but he has even sold them as well so that general pet owners could have them as well. And he's continuing to do this and, you know, just continuing to try and provide for these pets. And just kind of crazy that he's actually taken on this effort to make 6,000. Again, I have to repeat that because it's so many. Crafty, crafty, crafty. You know, now I feel guilty for throwing out tires when we get new tires. Well, now you have an idea. You know, when, when you have tires that you don't need anymore, you know, if you have a jigsaw laying around or some way to cut them up, you know, some way to cut the tops off, just do that. Create a bed. You have pets, Chris. See, here's the thing, Nick. Here's the thing. I uh-huh. have a jigsaw, and I probably have all the materials to turn it into a bed, but I'm not that crafty. Oh, come on. You could do it. And with my luck, I would figure out how to do it, and neither one of my pets would give a flying turkey about it. <laughs> yeah, I They'd mean... They'd be like, great, this is great. Can I scratch it and chuck chew on it? Yeah, I mean, we, we've we seen at least Annie here on the show before, you know, and even in the times that she's appeared on the show, she never seems like the type that's willing to just kind of lay down and just enjoy a nice pet bed. And then Fuzzy, on the other hand, would just want to scratch the shit out of it. And like right now, we have a fuzzball on top of my desk, and we have an Annie down below with her bone in her mouth, trying to taunt the cat. Yeah, so, you know... No your beds pets, for them. Your, your, be- your pets may not love the beds, but 6,000 pets in Brazil have gotten the... You know, have, have been able to have this bedding and been helped by this man who just, you know, again, happened upon these tires. He didn't go looking for them. He didn't... Uh, he wasn't, like, searching for this. Just happened to come up with the idea. Creativity, it's creativity and pet love at its best. Nick, what do you have for your fifth good news story? All right. So my fifth and final story for this morning, uh, just, I have no words for this one. A baby defied all odds of survival and set a world record all at the same time. So what happened was little Curtis was born like 19 weeks early, essentially. He was born after 21 weeks. And he weighed about 13 ounces, which, for reference, is about the weight of a soccer ball. And he was officially named by the Guinness 
Book of World Records as the most, you know, premature and earliest birth ever. But that's not where this stops. As he actually responded to treatment, they got him into round-the-clock round care in the hospital, um, you know, giving him oxygen and slowly, you know, feeding him, and he responded extremely, extremely well to the treatment as he slowly became stronger and stronger and began gaining weight. And nine months later, he was released from the hospital and he was, you know, he was released to go home, still needed some care, you know, still needed some, you know, certain accommodations at home for a while. But as time went on, you know, months later now, he has really, you know, grown into his own, his Mother says that he is absolutely full of energy. You know, she's tuckered out by him. And his siblings, you know, are taking care of him as well. And so he, again, defied all odds. In fact, the doctors originally gave him a 1% chance of survival. 1%. And he completely turned that around and said, nope, I'm getting through this, I'm surviving, and now he is home and healthy with his family. I love this, defining all odds, not giving up from the family side of that. He's home, happy, you know, of course, ongoing care is needed, but generally, you could probably say he's happy and healthy, and I just love it. 1% odds, he was that 1%. You know... We hear stories of premature birth and how scary it is uh, for the child's health because premature birth can be extremely dangerous. And for for Curtis to be born so early and to have such a little chance of survival, but then to respond so well, that kind of strength and, and that determination... From the moment he was born, just, there are no words for that. Just, it's beautiful, it's amazing, and it just, you know, best wishes for everything that comes uh, for that family and for Curtis from here on. I love that, Nick. You found five great good news stories for this special edition good news um, episode. We will be back here Monday morning with a news episode so you know all the news heading into your work week after, you know, your long weekend. And then, believe it or not, after or the first Saturday of December will be that week, and Nick will be back here with another Saturday episode of Good News. And Nick, I don't know about you, but it feels like we just did Saturday Good News for November. You know, these months are flying by. And I can't believe it, because you're right, I was just thinking about it before we started uh, talking about these stories here, is that it, it feels like, you know, a week ago when we were doing good news for for November. So to think that December's already here, and the good news stories for December are already here, just crazy. But I can't wait. I love good news, so I'm excited. We will be back here Monday morning, like I said. But until then, make sure you follow us, BBP News, on Twitter for the latest 24-hour breaking news. Check out our personal accounts and head over to Medium and see what we're writing about over there. But until Monday morning, have a good rest of your long weekend, everybody. And bye. Bye, guys. 